Hi, welcome to Antone Knows. I'm your host, Antone, and this is episode 15. And we're today we're going to talk about amphibia, true colors. Like I promised at the end of the Spider-Man show, I talked about the big season finale of amphibia, season finale part two. And wow, there is a difference between a season finale and a series finale. Just to uh, reiterate, a season finale means the show's going to go on hiatus until we start the third season. And then a series finale means that's the end of the show. Okay? This is just a season finale. And it was delayed. And they buried it under a big giant marathon and ran it in prime time with a disclaimer, which I also thought was weird was they used the actor who plays Spriggs' voice to uh, kind of like lighten the tone, saying this might have too scary scenes and might be too scary for younger viewers. You know, they could have done this very easily and not have buried this in a marathon like they did. They could have just done this. They could have skipped it being on Saturday morning where they usually show it and shown this in prime time with a disclaimer just like they did. And it's mainly because of content. Let's go over the story and we'll talk about what each and every happened. Okay, the story so far, as the Checkers Guide to the Galaxy used to say. And Sasha and Marcy are going to take the Calamity Box. They've recharged it and now are going to give it back to the king. And the king is going to send them home. Right? Uh, Sasha and Grime have their own plans. That's why part is of this episode is called True Colors. And the king has his own desires. The, so they take the box back and uh, Marcy tells them, you know... We'll all go in the castle, we'll all talk to the king, we'll go inside the city, everything will be all right. So they do. And they bring the box before the king, and they're going to give the box to the king. But Sasha and Grime say, we're not doing that. We're going to take over the kingdom. Why I can rule the school when I can rule the world? I can rule this whole kingdom. So she takes the box and is willing to smash it, and the king's like, that's your only way home. Why would you do that? He said, She says, my box, my rules. So they lock the king up. They take over the city. And now an army is headed for Utopia. New- and everything is uh, more or less in jeopardy. Uh, Sasha says to the girls, hey, you know, you could sit here and rule with me. You don't have to go home right away. Or I could send you home. Right now. Uh, Anne's like, I'm done trusting you. I'm done being your friend. I'm done with everything with you. Fine. Say hello to your parents for me. I'll send you home right now. And you can say goodbye to your little frog family forever. So he does. She, she, she almost does, but the box doesn't do anything. He said, well, that's very inconclusive. And she takes them into the uh, hallway and takes them to the dungeon. Remember that lizard character that we talked about in that one episode with the cool Wolverine claws? His name is General Udad. He's a a female General Newt. She beats up the guards and uh, saves our party and says to them, Hey, 
I am Jim, but the uh, lady that is with them says, she's you dad, she's very important. We don't have time right now. So everybody escapes from a side entrance. The good guys form a plan. Just as a sidebar here, Sprig keeps saying, ready for our last adventure, the episode, the adventure is almost over. Lots of foreshadowing here. Sprig keeps saying, last, last, last. I didn't notice that before when I watched this the first time, the second time. Anne goes and takes our, our party and gives them a pep talk. And everybody decides that they're going to use their skills to uh, uh, defeat the uh, Toads. So uh, Hop Hop and his party go and free the king. Uh, the uh, Polly and her party go and distract the guards. And while all that's going on, Anne uh, and, and Sprig go up to the main tower to close the gate. So that's what they do. Sasha is, like, really depressed about this. She says, maybe I am a horrible person. Maybe I'm a terrible person, and this is not good that this is going on. But she doesn't... Uh, she doesn't uh, care at this point. She's, uh, uh, she, uh, a grind gives her a second sword so she could dual wield. And they look at a tapestry. They tear the tapestry down, and underneath it is a giant uh, mural of Andreas with the music box grueling over everything. I didn't notice before that giant spider creature with this multi-eyed uh, thing going on I didn't notice that before. If you noticed that before, let me know in the comments below. Okay, so our they Sasha and Anne have one big final. She tries to plead with Anne. Look, he's got the king is crazy. We've got to stop him. She doesn't care. She uh, and the rest of the party close the gate, and the army is locked out on the inside. Okay, the king ring controls the city. He tells the uh, soldiers to take the Toads prisoner. Everybody takes the They go back to the castle. They give the the box to them. Then we get a villain plan. The villain, he says, uh, he says, my ancestors weren't explorers. They were conquerors. And not only am I going to rule over this world, I'm going to rule over all worlds. So he plugs the box in. The castle rises before the scars. Uh, the uh, skies tells everybody I'm gonna rule everybody. I can't let you guys go home just yet. After all, I can't let them tell you about the invasion to come. Now, mind you, this actor I've talked about him before. He's the actor who played the voice of Goliath. He was in Day Live. He was in Crash. He was in a lot of really great. He could read the phone book. He could read the dictionary. He could read the newspaper, and he, it would be his voice is so cool and so smooth. He just is great. He's in Rick and Morty, Gargoyles. He was in Princess and the Frog. He's just great. Look him up. He's terrific, and he's perfectly cast as this. You think he's this noble king who likes people? Nope. He's a conqueror. He doesn't care, and. That's what's great about his acting as a voiceover actor. He can switch from being somebody who's like your friend to a 
vicious tyrant. Okay? So, now everybody uh, realizes that he's, he's crazy. Remember that factory of robots that they ran into a couple of episodes ago? In, that's where Robo comes from. Indeed, a giant robot army. So, a little bit of Doctor Who here, a little bit of Star Trek, a little bit of medieval adventures like Xena and Hercules. You got all kinds of stuff going on here. So he's got an army of robots, and he and they do this. So even uh, the people in Wartwood see this going on, and they say, this doesn't look good. The robots surround everybody, and now uh, I guess they kind of make amends, and... Uh, I've got these. Uh, Sasha says, "I've got your back," and and Grimes says, "And I've got yours." And uh, but now Marcy plays her hand, and I love his the, the king's delivery. Andrea says to them, "Enough games, Marmar. Tell them the truth. No more lies." And uh, Marcy tells them, "I did it for us." At the beginning of this episode, we get a flashback that tells. What Marcy's deal was, before on her birthday, the day they ended up in Amphibia, she uh, didn't know the box was going to take them to other worlds, but she found a book that said, visit other worlds. And she didn't know if they opened it, would it really transport them to Amphibia? But even the king says, she got you stuck here on purpose because her family was going to move and ripped this friendship apart, and they were going to just be stranded. They were going to be no longer together. What is worse, losing all your friends or being alone? And she just, in this one little quiet moment, when everybody backs away from her, she says, I just didn't want to be left alone. But Anne, Anne the Brave, she stands up to the king, and she tells them, it's the three of us that might have made mistakes, but you're totally evil. And he even says, oh, here we go. And she breaks everybody loose. They fight the robot army. They defeat the robots. And 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 they and he pulls out a giant sun sword. They fight. And uh, uh, Robo gets smashed. Poor Robo. And a little... Uh, Polly grows legs. She's she's becoming a frog, and she grows and she unplugs the box. She says, "He goes, you all have real hoods per year, but that's um, that's nothing." She says, "He says, but this ends right now, or this little twerp learns how to fly, and he, he's got sprig." Remember, I kept saying last, last, last with him. Anne tells them. Polly put back the box. Sprig is my best friend, not just in this world, but any other. Little Sprig's reaction is beautiful. He says, Anne, just so sweetly. And then he tosses him out the window and says to him, that's the problem when you uh, lose friends. They really hurt when they go. Allow me to demonstrate. So everyone is just in slow motion, just... Sprig is crying. The family is crying. Anne falls to her knees and cries. 
Now, I've never heard this before because I don't follow Dragon Ball Z as much. I know if somebody says what Dragon Ball Z is, I know what it means. But I, this idea of Super Sagan. So, in other words, like if somebody harmed Lois Lane, Superman would go totally, as they say in football, beast mode. Or somebody hurt uh, Mary Jane, Spider-Man would go crazy and just beat you up. So, I mean, he, she, her hair glows, roots and things blow out of her hair, her eyes glow. But my favorite moment is she says, give him back, give him back. She goes after King Andreas, she smashes through the robots, she beats up on, on him, beats him up, beats him up. He's still connected to the stones, that's impossible. She beats him up, beats him up, and uh, smashes through his shield, knocks him on the ground. But then the power fades, and she's like, give him back, give him back, and collapses to the floor. The rest of the family grab on to her, and get up, and Sprig comes running in. I'm glad they didn't show us the rescue. You, you see Marcy whistle for her bird and rescue, so you're already left with some dramatic license that Sprig is okay. Now, as a writer, I might have killed both characters off. I don't know. How devastating would that have been if something would have happened? We'll get to that in a sec. So Sprig goes, hugs Anne, and Anne's like, you're alive. And he says, yeah, Marcy caught me just in time. Now we get to the part where everybody's talking about. Now let's just take one little sidebar here just a second. Now, what really gets under my skin as a fan, as a nerd, as anybody when somebody says to you, animation or comics or graphic novels or anything is not art. It's not, it's, it doesn't touch you. Animated characters can't touch you. I mean, maybe they can feel you a little thoughts and feelings. Voiceover work is not art. That's all not true. I had a friend, I guess I could call her a friend, when Beauty and the Beast was nominated for Best uh, Picture, she said to me, that's not art. And I looked at her and I said, all my respect that I had for her crumbled. I said to her, that's not true. Uh, so now back to Anne and her friends. So Anne and everybody head for the portal. Grime and Sasha hold the king back. And Marcy is adjusting the box sends everybody into the portal. I just have to. And here's the big controversial part. He takes this sun sword, I call it a sun sword, and sticks it through her back, through and through her, her chest, right through her armor. You see the sword, the light of the sword go through the other side. His line, wow, he says, look what you made me do. And she, uh, just looks at uh, Anne and her, fr- and her family and says, I'm sorry for everything, and falls over in tears. Anne screams, Marcy! And they disappear into the uh, back, on, into the human world. So little Sprig's lying there, goes, oh, my frog, where are we? And uh, Anne says, home. And that's it. We're trapped in the human world. Now the frogs are the real frogs out of water, and Anne is alone. 
I love that that the, the the ending credits that they gave us originally is beautiful. All these different pictures of all their little adventures leading up to this point, okay? And then uh, you get a, a blank screen, and it says, "If you think the adventure is over, it's just begun." So they gave us a new, brand new opening with the frogs living in the new world, a bunch of new characters. King Andreas standing there with that uh, sun sword, and poor little Marcy in a bathtub tank connected to all kinds of wires, and this giant spider creature behind her. What sinister plans does she have for Marcy? I don't know. Now, the more or less the idea of the show is: is this show for kids? No, I would say this is definitely not like the other shows that they do on TV. This is more like Gravity Falls. So I would say teenagers or young adults can watch this and old time lords like me who just never grew up from that those times in Saturday morning. But unlike those shows, they never had an overwhelming story arc. The creator of the show says there's a three-arc minimum, part one. I want to go home. Part two, I have to find a way to get home. And part three, what do we do now? That kind of thing. We see uh, Andreas is sending robots to the human world. So he definitely wants to invade. He hasn't just said, well, that's it. So I don't think this show is for kids. I think younger kids might be able to watch it, but they fully wouldn't understand it. I would say... Older kids can watch it together. Like I said before, animation, animated characters can touch you. They can deliver great and beautiful performances. They can. Obviously, none of them have ever seen a Pixar movie if they've never had that experience. Uh, Even the older films like uh, Pinocchio or Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs or Beauty and the Beast can touch you very deeply. You know what I mean? It's just it just is not so that that way. Okay, I want to know in the comments below what you think. First of all, what happens next? Is this animated show for kids? Are animated shows for kids now? Some are definitely not, but some like this are definitely for young adults. What do you think is going to happen next to Sprig and and her family? And uh, can we wait for another season? Oh yes, and the controversy. Now, I I wasn't I was moved by what happened to Marcy, but I think it moves the storyline really well, and it basically leaves us with that element: Is Marcy dead? Now I think that she truly is dead. And that he's going to use her as a weapon against Anne. Think about it. If a soldier can't do a job, the hand of a friend, well, there you go. What will he do to her? God only knows. All right? Or the writer of the animated knows. Uh, Now, also, so I want to know in the comments below, let me know what you think. And let me know uh, about the controversy about the burying this under a marathon, and also uh, the aspect of them uh, leaking this 
on online, which they didn't need to do, but they did it anyway. But a lot of fans stuck around and waited for this to come out officially. I can't wait till the next season. We'll do a future Anto knows about the next season when they finally premiere. If they do something at Comic-Con this year, which they are going to do Comic-Con this year, I'll let you know. I'll keep you updated. Next time on Anton Knows, we're going to talk about the Cape Crusader, Batman. We'll talk about his run in the movies from Adam West all the way up to the Christopher Nolan movies and a little bit of the Ben Affleck stuff, too. may have to do a two-parter for that one. Well, Sprig and, uh, and Anne just called me, so i got to hop on down to their next adventure, and I'll see you again on another Anto Knows.